too like was on fire in yeah. like December or something like that as well. It was like yeah. all of this combined together and people said, hey, why are things just on fire all the time? So here's the thing that uh, the Australian bushfires mm-hmm. uh, highlighted to me more than anything is my lack, my own personal lack of empathy for people at a distance. Here's yeah. what I mean by that. Um, in California, mm-hmm. there was like maybe maybe 100,000 acres mm-hmm. burned. Yeah. Like a little over 100,000 acres yeah. burned. I could be wrong. Don't fact check me. But it definitely wasn't 47 million. But because they are more local, because they are closer to me and I have closer ties, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I'm really concerned about like California wildfires, mm-hmm. right? But apparently not as concerned about 47 Welcome to Biblical Lenses, a casual podcast about viewing the world through the lenses of the Bible. We release a fresh podcast every week. And before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, three, two, one. 2020. Yay. Happy New Year. Awesome year it was. I love it. Hey, welcome to the podcast. What's up? Uh, it what? has been a rugged year, 2020. Been a year. Welcome to Biblical Lenses. In this episode, we're going to just do a little recap, a quick year in review. A lot of venting. of this. Um, yeah, a lot of <laughs> venting about this amazing year that we've just survived mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm, 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How have you? Have you been doing good? You did good this year? You know. Had a lot of fun in 2020, Nolan? I didn't have a lot of fun in 2020. There was a lot of things. I will say 2020 was a, was a year of growth for me. Okay. Um, big growth. Just a lot of like how I thought. Um, how I interacted with people, how I uh, discussed certain topics with people um, and gained information. Um, But it's going to go down in history books. It's probably one of my more memorable years. Okay. Not one of my more fun years. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. What about you? I feel the same way. I feel like uh, I was stretched. I was grown. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I feel like uh, it was rugged. I dealt with things I've never dealt with before personally, emotionally, mm-hmm. relationally, mm-hmm. Um, and it will be remembered for that. Yep. It won't be remembered as, you know, woo, yeah. spring break 2020. Like it's no, it's going to be like, yeah, that was, we did that. Yeah. That was, I, a, that was a year. I will say like going into it, even, I mean, December, because the whole news about coronavirus broke in like, what was it? February. February. Well, really? It broke in February? I thought it, I, it started be, coming March-ish. out. March-ish. No, it started coming out in like December. It was like, at that point in time, people were still joking about like, oh, somebody ate a bat. Ha ha ha. Wasn't I it? I may have been behind a no, little I bit. No, might, I might be wrong. 2020 was a blur for me. Sure. It literally. I think that's a really good sum up is a blur. Yeah. It was a blur. Yeah. It's yeah. literally just one of those things. That I feel like you just, it, it all happened and yeah. just one thing after another and you come out of it. And like, even I'm looking at some of the things that happened and I'm like. That happened in 2020. Yeah, that, it's only been a year. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. let's let's start with yeah. the absolute biggest event mm-hmm. that absolutely rocked the world. It affected every single one of us, and that is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle quitting the Foral family. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the date on that? What was the date on that? I have no idea. I think I have the one. That's... Who gives a crap? <laughs> I don't know. The se- the 77th Golden Globe Awards were on January 5th. Everybody cares about the Golden Globe Everybody Awards, Everybody right? apparently cares about that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just Listen, joking. <laughs> like, I am, uh, I'm joking, obviously. Yeah. But who cares? I don't know. That somebody that is part hey. of a royal family left a royal family. There's a whole Netflix show called The Crown, and it's literally just dedicated about the political intricacies of that royal family. But I also heard... 
not that I'm one to read a tabloid uh-huh. or two, um, that uh, Prince, what's his name, Harry and Meghan Markle, they are starting their own Netflix show. They got picked up by Netflix, yeah. and they would like to speak about social change. Of course they would. Of course yeah, they would. That makes because sense. who better to listen to than two people who have lived their lives in royalty? <laughs> they have they have suffered, and they are going to yeah. lead us into an understanding of social change. Hey, I'm not trying to hate. I don't know anything really about Meghan Markle. I don't know the whole you know, I don't know situation. But what I will say is they got to make their money somehow. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not going back to a two-room apartment in New York. Nah, like, they even though they've left that. the whole royal family, like, you know... Prince Harry is still making money. Do you think that they like actually like left left? Do you like they're obviously getting paid. No, their responsibilities, but yeah, I think What that, are like, they qualified? What is he qualified to do? That's well, I mean, he did serve in the military. Well, yeah, we, so did I. And when I yeah. got out, I washed dishes. That's what are we true. like hey, what is he qualified point. to do? Was he an officer? I didn't know if he was an officer. Who cares well officers have a certain we're not going to get into the political aspect of the military but i feel like officers have a certain you know they have better prospects coming out of the military if he said to me i have x amount of years like of experience in this industry yeah i'd go okay you probably make it you'll do something yeah you'll you'll be all right but he's definitely getting his own personal stimulus checks from the royal family that's true actually yeah once again though i mean like the royal family is more of a figurehead i mean they they have some influence true but if you're the prime minister boris johnson come on baby uh you know i'm just joking Uh, conservative real fast (laughs) but uh if you're boris johnson you got a lot more power than you than you know than the crown does so you know the crown just they got a lot of money they got they own a lot of land that's the main thing i feel like it's what what it is england is a lot like uh like a major corporation like yes. the ceo is basically says like hey i own most of this stock so uh-huh. we should all think about what i want to do yeah very hard okay but then there's other people that are like well we have power here too and he goes yeah yeah you do but i own most of everything and people go, i know nothing yeah, about right. british politics or the way that that system works. i just know the crown has a lot of land like the queen owns most of the world, I Truth. think. So, you know. Okay. All right. Anyways. Hit me with the next one. What do you got? What's, uh, what's another big what event do in 2020? I have uh, Harvey Weinstein. Ooh. Uh, and I feel like that was something that people, you know, was was a good thing that happened. Not good thing, but well, like. Well, okay. Let's it talk brought, about. It brought light. It highlighted a yes. major issue Obviously. in a major industry. Yes. And it said, we need to focus on this and make a change. Yes. There, there were some people that took advantage of that. You know, well, not not with the Harvey Weinstein situation, but with others basically saying like, "Oh yeah, this like this happened to me too," and it's like, well, you know, like there's the evidence isn't there, but like at least with the Harvey Weinstein situation, I feel like, like Harvey was, Weinstein was more like the end of 2019, but a lot of things unfolded. I think he got convicted in 2020. He got convicted, yeah, for uh, charged with. Four, oh, four additional counts. Sorry, I misread it. That's okay. Um, maybe that's not a big thing. Well, um, no, I feel like it's big because, you know, uh, he, here's the good things that have come from it. Mm-hmm. We've highlighted the fact that, you know, for a long time in a lot of different industries that women have been mm-hmm. assaulted, abused, used, yeah. hurt, and not respected. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge the fact that i feel like it was harvey weinstein as well as a few other things that are really kind of the beginning of cancel culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i feel mm-hmm. like is a 2020 thing as well mm-hmm. isn't it cancel culture being the thing that says we don't like you yeah. we don't like a thing that you a single thing that you did 10 15 
20 years ago. Yeah. We're going to cancel you now. And that literally led to stopping Kevin Hart from like hosting the Oscars. Mm -hmm. It stopped. It like tried to tear down statues of founding fathers because uh, yeah. They happen to be slave traders, Abe even Lincoln, though 90% uh, yeah. of people were slave traders or yeah. not slave owners in that time. Like, so I get it. Like there's wrongs of the people of the, in, in the past, but nobody's perfect, but we've decided to try to tear down culture and history yep. because of it. So cancel yeah. culture, I feel like unhealthy. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely been kind of like brewing to this point, but I feel like 2020 was kind of the mark of like, we're going to make this a big thing. And, and I think like in the other like portion too, I think like people that are uh, Christian, non-Christian, like on both sides of the aisle have pointed at this and said, that's stupid. Like right. we can't hold somebody accountable to what they did 20 years ago. Right. Especially when they've said, Hey, I'm no longer this person. I've, you know, changed or I'm sure. no longer, you know, this or that. It's like, you got to realize that there were certain, I mean, there were certain people that were like, it's like, it's not an excuse, but it's like, like people weren't, didn't understand the plight of other people. Right. And then, you know, when they did, they said, Oh my goodness. Wow. That's great. And like, like I said, I've kind of been going through my own, like kind of not re-education on certain issues, but it's like just learning, learning. Oh, this is your experience. Wow. You know, let me go ahead and understand that experience. But it's like, right. right. You know, I might've said something, you know, 20 years ago, and I certainly don't want to be held accountable to it now after I've learned so much about the world in my 20 years of experience. Well, not to, and not to stay on the topic too long, but there's something really weird about our culture now and a cancel culture has like Mm -hmm. accentuated it even more where everything's public. Everything's in the light. Everything like there's no room for people to be stupid and do stupid things and learn and grow from those Mm -hmm. things. Like you have to be perfect. It's the pursuit of some sort of weird utopia that will never exist. We require perfection now and and, and I, I hate to try to look at it through a biblical lens like a little too quickly, no, we can. a little yeah. too conveniently, but like this idea of like we require perfection and utopia now mm-hmm. versus God's kind of view, which is you are fallen man. You are yeah. fallen human beings. You are mm-hmm. part of the human condition. And I love you now. I don't yeah. wait for a future better version of you. I love you now, but I expect more out of you. Yeah. I like I, I want you to do better, but it doesn't keep me from loving you. Yeah right now so there's a level of grace mercy and long-suffering patience that's absent from the cancel culture and i think opinion. even like you can and and then i'll move on i actually have if you have another one you can go through but yeah um i i was gonna say uh, proverbs is really good for what a wise person does Ooh. in situations where they are um you know they are arguing with somebody they're you know having a debate somebody it's like hey sometimes just shut up yeah. Wait for all of the information to come out. Yep. And I think like that's what we do is like in cancel culture is very quick to be like, you did this, canceled. And it's yeah. like, okay, let them explain themselves. Sure. Get it all out. Don't be a fool and speak too soon. That's a Just let it all come out that, yeah. and then make a decision. Now, I've, I've definitely learned that throughout 2020. So uh, what's the next one that you got? <sighs> Australian bushfires. Oh my uh, goodness. The country faced Holy one of the smokes. most like, devastating wildfire seasons. Yep. It, it, it was December 2019. It burned into 2020. Yep. But it was a record 47 million acres. That's crazy. It displaced thousands of people. Yeah. Um, killed a bunch of people. But it was... it. It was like an upset yeah. to the country of Australia. Yeah, it was insane. And and I think it was it highlighted um, a lot of global warming, which we had a podcast on. Yeah, um, it highlighted a lot of global warming issues. Um, but then a lot of people came out and said, like, you know, wildfires are pretty pretty commonplace. Not um, forty seven million. Not forty seven million acres. 
But it was like that plus what was it? Brazil too, like was on fire in yeah. like December or something like that as well. It was like yeah. all of this combined together and people said, hey, why are things just on fire all the time? So here's the thing that uh, the Australian bushfires mm-hmm. uh, highlighted to me more than anything is my lack, my own personal lack of empathy for people at a distance. Here's yep. what I mean by that. Um, in California, mm-hmm. there was like maybe maybe 100,000 acres mm-hmm. burned. Or yeah. Like a little over 100,000 acres yeah. burned. I could be wrong. Don't fact check me. But it definitely wasn't 47 million. But because they are more local, because they are closer to me and I have closer ties, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I'm really concerned about like California wildfires, mm-hmm. right? But apparently not as concerned about 47 million acres. Yeah. Like the koala population almost decimated, like Mm -hmm. people dying displaced from their homes. It was a way more serious event because it's so far away from me. Mm -hmm. I felt like my heart wasn't as affected. When I realized that about myself, I was like, man, I have a real problem with true empathy the way I feel like the Lord would want me to have. I like you uh, that you put it like that because uh, there's not, we do not have time in this podcast to go through like, do the not. whole, like is global warming a thing? Like that's not the thing, but you've got people on the other side of the world that are losing their homes, yeah. losing their livelihoods. Like maybe it's a cattle rancher that owns, you know, 10,000 acres and all of his acres just got burned and his cows, you know, just got killed. It's like, yeah. like, can't you say like, man, this situation is terrible. Like, I think that's a way that you can reach out to somebody who's not a Christian and says like, I care about going, this is all this. And you can say, yeah, I care about those people too. I'm yeah. so sad that they lost everything. Like that's yeah. a good way to reach out. I like that. Yeah. I just, you know, not uh, to, to quote the late great and flawed Michael Jackson. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. <laughs> Like, I just want to, I, I always feel very shady also, like quoting Michael Jackson because it is a sketchy situation, but, but he at least in his inability to actually check the man in the mirror, his own self, Mm -hmm. at least the lyrics kind of like stand for what I'm feeling. Yep. I love it. Um, so I'm going to breeze through one of them just because it's not that I want to breeze over it for all of you Kobe lovers. Yeah. Um, but Kobe, uh, Kobe died in January in a helicopter crash. Yeah. Terrible. Rest so sad. The man was a great legend. One of the um, greatest basketball players of all time. But the one that I actually want to focus on is human trafficking. So oh. um, whether you like him or not, yeah. Trump created a uh, a White House position dedicated solely to addressing the issue of human trafficking, which we know, I think a lot of Christians would know, and not that non-Christians wouldn't, right. but human trafficking is a huge issue across the world. Yes. And this happened January 31st. So it's like at the beginning of the year, we, and, and we've seen actually a lot of good come from it. Right. Um, I know throughout the year uh, there were, you know, I think like 31, 46, like there are so many children that were found in the United States alone, Ge- Georgia, yeah. places like, you know, just in our own border that were being trafficked. And I mean, that's just found a fraction of, who they, of who's, who's actually out there. Exactly. But we're yeah. starting, we've started a task force and we're putting money towards yeah. something good, which is stopping human trafficking, stopping real life slavery. We talk about, we, we can get into this when we talk yep. about like George Floyd and other things, but it's like, we talk about slavery that happened 200 years ago. Let's talk about slavery, slavery that's more- happening still in our borders with human trafficking. Yeah. And sex slavery, this is something that the United States is doing for good. Yeah, sex slavery, like slavery in general is more prevalent now than mm-hmm. it was during the triangle trade in the early American history. Exactly. It's more prevalent now than ever. It's you look crazy. up the statistics, there are more people that are slaves nowadays in the world, and, yeah. and especially in the, not in the United States, but in the world, 
But the United States is a huge hub that people come through that, very true. and they fly out of. Yeah. So your your airports are giant yeah. terminals. So side note, big shout out to Operation Underground Railroad. I support Tim Ballard and all he does. They're yeah. a great nonprofit. If you want to fight against sex trafficking and human slavery, mm-hmm. you should go support them right now on a monthly basis. Please do. They are absolutely amazing. All right, next up. Uh the Hong Kong protests. Uh whoa. Wow. Dude, Hong Kong went big. Yep. They were and this is not a political <laughs> conversation right now, no. but like as US pol- politics, but they were literally holding up American flags and chanting freedom. Yeah. Because they were that like Hong Kong is on the verge of basically being like George Orwell 1984. Mm-hmm. Like they have cameras and technology that are so ingrained throughout mm-hmm. that place that they can find anybody. I talked to somebody uh, who does missions, mission work, like mm-hmm. evangelical yeah. missions work in China. And they said that in Hong Kong right now, they can find any person mm-hmm. through face recognition in three minutes. Really? Find any person. And That's the crazy. hope, the hope for the Chinese government in Hong Kong is that they will be able to increase the amount of cameras they have with facial recognition technology and find anybody in 30 seconds. They'll be able to yeah. track you down and find you in 30 seconds. And so they're looking for freedom. Um, it's just a bad, shocking, horrible, no good, awful thing that's happening. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, hey... Are we surprised? Obviously not. Oof, no. At a certain point in time, I feel like, you know, it's all going to come back down to Christians. Uh, not that I'm a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but it's like, yeah, you know, we're going to be able to be found out. If you have a Bible on you, you're going to be found out. Anyways, um, yeah, so on. let's say, uh, moving on. But I will say this, at the exact same time, I remember seeing posts about this on Instagram. At the exact same time, the Hong Kong Revolution was happening and they were holding up American flags. You had Americans holding up like Soviet Union flags saying, we need socialism. Like we need all this other stuff. And it's like, what is going on? That one country says we need American policy. And then another country that, it, that has the American policy says we need, it's like, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that I have the answers to this. I'm not saying that one is right and one is wrong. I always, there's always a middle ground, right? Well, but it's like ooh. when you see a country that is literally like people are being shot and they are like people that don't agree are just get disappearing, disappearing. It, like yeah. who knows where they go? I don't know. The, to the gulag. Right. In another country, it's like you just see like, Oh yeah, you can hold up a Soviet Union flag and not and and then like just go to work the next day. It's like, hey, well, here's the funny thing. Maybe you should fight for freedom a little bit more. There's you know? so there's so much. You should go online and look for. Um, I forget who it is. I think it's PragerU. The guy's name is Will Witt, and he does this whole thing where he goes and he he like interviews people about socialism. Yeah. People will stand there mm-hmm. looking on their Apple iPhone, yeah. drinking a Starbucks, and go capitalism is the worst yeah. we should get rid of capitalism <laughs> and i go yeah listen with all the love that i have in my heart that jesus has given me for yeah. you you're an absolute moron yeah like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard so like like people don't understand what they're asking for what yeah. they want is utopia what they mm-hmm. want is something better what they want is progress yep. i get it but socialism isn't the answer unfortunately mm-hmm. holy cow and i do say that Unfortunately, capitalism, in my opinion, is the best human system we've come up with for flourishing. Yeah. As, as far as a political system. Yeah. Everything else has just led to death and mm-hmm. war and just 
horrific atrocities. Yeah. Um, and capitalism still still going for it. Are we moving on? Yeah. Uh, Will Witt, he frustrates me sometimes. He does. He's, he kind of just, he likes to poke buttons. He does. Um, what I will say is this. Um, now, I'm in March. I don't know if you have a calendar, but I'm in nope. March. I have um, no calendar. Wikipedia is saving me. So um, I don't know if I've passed you or, or if I'm behind you. But yeah. um, Brianna Taylor, uh, oh. a 26-year-old emergency medical technician, yes. is shot eight times in uh, by Louis- Louisville police during a no-knock warrant. Um, now, I don't know. I feel like, and once again, please remember that 2020 was a blur for me. So I don't blur. know if this happened before George Floyd or after George Floyd, but I feel like it's important that we talk about all of this all at once. Let's talk about all racial tension. George Floyd and Breonna Taylor were a gigantic, both gigantic figures in 2020. Yes. And they need to be like given the opportunity just to be uh, highlighted here. Yes. Um, so I know that the whole Breonna Taylor case was handled much later in the riots and stuff wow. like that happened yeah. much later. Same thing with George Floyd, like everything happened. And then there was a little bit of riots and then the verdicts were dropped and then there was more riots. Um, but I think like it's good because this happened March that Breonna Taylor was killed. Now, whether or not, you know, whatever happened later on, but I feel like we can give some space for this right now. Okay. Um, there was, this is what taught me a little bit more about like one, my wife is from an, uh, a, uh, a minority okay. um, people group. Yeah. And so my wife had a really hard time with this. And I did not necessarily, not, not that I didn't have a hard time with it, but I said, hey, let's wait for all of the facts to come out. And my wife said, look, I've dealt with this before. Yes. I've gone to Indiana. I've seen the Confederate flags. Like I've felt uncomfortable in certain areas. When have you ever felt like that? Yeah. Well, okay. Now I had to think about like, what was my time in Hawaii like being a, you know, a minority? What was it like being, you know, totally. and I realized like, you know what? There are things for me to understand. Like there are certain minorities that feel a certain way, especially when they feel like they're not welcomed in a community. But at the same time, I had to understand that like there are certain situations that you need to get all of the facts before you react so violently to something. Okay. Oh, okay. So now we're talking about we would a biggie, mm-hmm. a biggie mm-hmm. in 2020 was racial reconciliation. Mm-hmm. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Black Lives Matter, yeah. Antifa, protests erupting all around mm-hmm. the world. The 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 gray area between peaceful protests, violent protests. There's like just all sorts of stuff yeah. that's like thrown together in this topic, and I think that one of the things you're saying is a very, very good point to bring up, which is I think people are angry Mm -hmm. and I think that people are angry for good reason. Yeah. Right. Um, and people want action and people want action for good reason. Mm-hmm. I even think back to one of my favorite pieces of writing from Dr. Martin Luther King, which is letters from a Birmingham jail mm-hmm. when uh, he got arrested in Birmingham and a bunch of white pastors in Birmingham, Alabama wrote an article in the newspaper the next day and said, what's wrong with that Martin Luther King? Why can't him and his people just wait? Why can't they be patient? And yeah. he wrote back and his letter from the Birmingham jail was all about um, the difference between just and unjust law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is how, how I, what Martin Luther King was talking about then is the same thing we should be talking about now. There's a difference between just and unjust mm-hmm. law. Okay. Yeah. So um, an idiot 
police officer kneeling on a man's neck for nine minutes. That's evil. Yeah. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. judging the hearts of other human beings like you are omniscient is also evil. Yeah. I don't know that that guy's racist. Yeah. When I look at him and I watch it and my experience in jujitsu and the military and all of those things, I go, that is an untrained individual. Yeah. And he slipped through the cracks and he shouldn't be where he's at. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean racism. That means untrained moron. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that racism doesn't exist. It does. Yeah. It's evil. It's unbiblical. It's yeah. disgusting. I've seen it face and to face. Yeah. It, it, seen it face to face. It does exist. And we should handle those mm-hmm. arm to arm, linked together. We should extinguish it mm-hmm. as a people. Mm-hmm. But we should not find evil where evil is not. Yeah. We should find morons where morons are at yeah. and deal with them there. Yeah. So so I am all about hand, like standing up to racism and evil and bigotry where it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not about decreasing the value of the term racism. Yeah. And calling something that's not racist racist. Yeah. And let's let's highlight that really quickly. So yeah, that's I think that's the main thing that a lot of conservatives, a lot of Christians will, and, and the reason why I put them together is because that's kind of the divide that was created by this whole situation was that you know um, you know this happened, and then a lot of people were saying let's not cheapen the word racist by tying it to some somebody that made a stupid decision. You know, like, let's call out the people in Indiana who are calling people, you know, you know, all of these derogatory terms. I grew up in Indiana. I, you know, the KKK is very alive and well in Indiana. Sure. I've dealt with people in Indiana who have literally told me to my face because I look white and they say, oh, I don't like, you know, this person because they're just, uh, you know, I don't even want to say it, but it's like, like they just have all these derogatory terms. It's like. You're a real racist. Sure. You really hate somebody who is black. You really hate somebody who's Indian, hate somebody who's Latino. And it's like, why would I then cheapen the kind of, not hatred, but the kind of, you know, like just ferocious anger that I have towards that person. Yeah. By placing on somebody who made a stupid decision by someone. It's like literally right. placing something on somebody who made a bad decision. It's cheapening how how deeply... Uh, like ferociously we should fight yeah. against racism with somebody else. It's Boy, like, there were so many things that happened in 2020 that had to do with race and had to yeah. do with position and had to do with politics mm-hmm. that I feel like we could do a, a completely separate uh, uh, episode all about that. Yeah. And we totally should. And yeah. we totally will. But all that to be said, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of separation. There was a lot of hate mm-hmm. and there was a lot of um, division in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe a political party can reunite yeah. that. I don't believe no. that uh, uh, the media can reunite that. I believe that reconciliation needs to happen from Christians to the world saying, mm-hmm. hey, listen, you're loved and like you're forgiven. I, I believe only Jesus can do that. And I tell you right now, I believe with all my heart that um, in 2021, this country, our country especially, it needs Jesus yeah. like so much, so mm. badly to deal with the 
the presence of evil that was yeah. there in 20, 2020. My wife helped me realize, and I'll let you uh, move on to the next thing. Yeah. But my wife helped me realize, like, it's more important to see the person that's in front of you than to than to chant some sort of phrase because you believe it. So I can chant all all day, all all I want. All lives matter. You yeah. Know? But it's like if I don't see the person in front of me that's saying Black Lives Matter, and I don't say, "Hey, let me give you space to talk about your issue," I'm not going to reach that person. Yeah. I'm going to ostracize them by saying. I believe in a certain political position and I'm going to chant it until I die. You're, you're, you might win the battle. You're going to lose the war. Yeah. And that person's going to say, I will never trust a Christian ever again because all they care about is, as care about is being right. Yeah. They don't care about actually seeing me. So yeah. Yeah. Well, another attack on not only our country, but the world it's, <laughs> is COVID-19. Dude. COVID-19. It started Man. out. And I'll be really honest. I was one of the people earlier on that was like, this sounds like a flu. This sounds like, is it going to be bad? I'm not really sure. And then it got worse. Yeah. And then panic set in. Yeah. And then it may have been bad, but I feel like maybe people have died. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm like, people have died. I think the death toll worldwide has passed 15 million. That is a wow. lot of people. Yeah. Okay. People have died. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to undermine that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in our country, especially, it was politicized. I feel like there was a lot of hype. Yeah. Um, and and this is not to take away from the people that we've lost because of COVID. Man, yeah. I'm so sorry. God, like, I, I, I just, I pray for those families who have lost people because of COVID-19. But I also pray for people who have lost people because of the flu. Yeah. I pray for people who have lost people because of, of drunk driving. Mm-hmm. I like, man, like all of those things are horrible. Yeah. I, they're horrible to deal with. But COVID-19 came in. It came in hot. It, be, it got declared a worldwide pandemic. The World Health Organization started like, you know, like trying to guide and lead and do things. We had Dr. Fauci. We had President Trump. We yeah. had we had in the United States of America, uh, President-elect Biden saying that Trump wasn't doing enough. Yeah. We had vaccines that have just been released at yep. the end of the year. COVID has made everyone wear masks and stay mm-hmm. inside and quarantine and socially distance and all sorts of stuff. COVID-19. Yeah. It's a thing. COVID-19 is the thing. And I think uh, I think to, to realize is like, you know, you're a good thing to realize is like, hey, at any given point in time, something can just rise up in the world and kill many, many people. And uh, I don't know. For me, it's like I think it's healthy as human beings to be one skeptical. But then two, when you see people just falling ill, yeah, like, you know, hey. Let me take a little bit more stock of this. I mean, like, I think we even stopped hanging out for like a couple of months because we were like, we did. We don't know how serious this is. And we also don't want to kill each other. Yeah. So let's just not spend time. Like we did a couple of, I mean, we, me and you did a couple of podcasts, but it was basically like, Hey, we're going to show up and not like basically just like, we're going to talk and then we're going to leave, you yeah. know? And so it's like, I think just with COVID and stuff like that, but I think a good thing to realize is one, um, you know, if something happens and you start seeing people like dying, Hey, take it seriously. But two, like there were a lot of deaths that were reported yeah. because of pure greed. So wow. hospitals were reporting deaths for COVID-19 and it was because they wanted to make money off of the, the government, like the government and it's, it's, Hey, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, but 
when the as soon as the government started putting putting a tap on it and saying, "Hey, you can't just report a COVID death out of anything. It has to be proven, and it has to be that they actually died of COVID for you to get all of this money from the government." Yeah, that's when all of a sudden hospitals started saying. Yeah, these people didn't die of COVID. And we saw this huge drop yeah. in deaths. And now we're seeing a bit of a spike. And it's like... It's also know. interesting to see different countries mm-hmm. and different states mm-hmm. in within our own country respond differently to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Yep. The parameters they put in place, the restrictions, and uh, like, for instance, we live in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very... like for the most part, more of a conservative state with conservative leadership. Mm-hmm. So things opened up fairly quickly in Texas. Yeah. We've been doing okay. But I know people in California that have lost businesses, are still mm-hmm. shut down, yep. are thinking about going back to mandatory lockdowns, and their governor, Governor Gavin Newsom, is keeping them all inside and mm-hmm. basically ruining their livelihoods. And it feels... It feels not to track back to a previous part of the conversation, but like a socialistic state mm-hmm. where the dictator is saying what can and cannot be done, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I even just saw uh, now that uh, California and New York are seeing new spikes and they are saying like, okay, we got to shut back down again. It's like, but you were already shut down. Texas has been right. open for the last six months. Yeah. We've said, look, we're going to open up and we are seeing the same consistent issues and California is saying, man, we've got all these new spikes. We got to shut back down again. It's like, you've always been shut down. Yeah. So it's like, what are you doing what are you any doing? differently? What are you and doing? they're basically just saying like, oh, we're going to shut back down small business. We're going to shut down even like, more. We can't afford that. And they're like, well, better shut back down or you're going to jail. So it's like, okay, Brutal. hey, look, like it's not that one one is better than the other, but yeah. it's like, hey. Long story you know. short, COVID-19 is, is basically put a damper on the entire year of 2020. Yep. We have a vaccine that's been released. It is debatable mm-hmm. what it's doing and how it's working. Um, but, um, you know, man, it's 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 definitely one of those things that's it's here to stay. Yeah. And it will probably be part of our 2021 review. Oh, guaranteed. And we'll still be talking about it. Uh, so that's that's COVID. I can I can give a couple more things. Um, give me give me another in the one. beginning of the year. Uh, Soleimani was killed. Uh, yes, which that's was the thing. Iran, um, uh, the uh, uh, the um, capital of not the capital, but the um, what am I thinking of? Uh, Jerusalem. Um, uh-huh. The embassy. The embassy. Thank you. Uh, yeah. The embassy was put into Jerusalem. Uh, G- Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested. Also and the, the murder hornets arrived in the United States. Murder hornets, I think, were put out as an article just to distract us from something else. I don't necessarily know what it was, yeah. but it happened for about a week and then everything disappeared. I tell you, I had me a solid nightmare or two about murder hornets. <laughs> um, they I definitely thought me. it was going to be a lot bigger of a deal. And then I yeah. realized there's like two murder hornets in the United States and that's yeah. it. Uh, um, in September, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, man. and a pillar uh, of American politics and, and and justice, yeah, passed away. I mean, that's that's hard. It's um, hard, but uh, once again, I I've mean, never seen more children's books in Barnes and Nobles about a Supreme Court. It's justice frustrating to me. Yeah, than than I've seen in the last six months about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I, also, a Netflix special, dude. As well, Netflix right? tried to make her into this hero, and they even did this like workout with her. Like, hey. She's like I don't know how old she was. She was. But she wasn't very old. She wasn't bench pressing over a hundred pounds. Eighty seven. And they made it seem this like 
oh man, look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's doing pushups. It's like, ah, she's, she's getting through them. Yeah. You know, like, so I don't know. Not that we, I'm not saying we hyper. I think she was a boss, dude, but I, she was you know, a boss. I don't agree with all of her positions, but I exactly. think she was a boss. She was a boss. And I get it. Hey, uh, here's another thing is that yeah. one of my friends, um, posted something about, sorry, this is going to be a little bit PG 13, but post about, uh, her there's, I guess there's period leggings and period panties that you can buy. I don't know what they do. I didn't research them too hard, but she said that um, because of you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg and some of the other people, uh, some of the other women in Congress, she got that covered by her insurance, which previously wasn't. I was like, that's awesome. We that's should be doing more to do that stuff like that. Okay. I could get very political. I'm not going to. You we're going to keep definitely shouldn't. Let's keep moving on. on. So uh, uh, another R.I.P. Yeah. Chaz Chadwick Bosman, oh, uh, Black Panther, passed away from cancer. That was sad. To that me. was that was sad. He was literally an icon and a model for you know, a lot really of black cool. kids. Like like Black Panther was the the first comic book. I read it when I was a kid. Mm. It was the first comic book that I remember yeah. being like. At like nine years old and or ten years old, and reading a Black Panther comic book and being like, "There's a lot of black people in this comic book. That's pretty cool. I've never <laughs> yeah. seen that before. This is really exciting." And and I really loved Black Panther. Yeah. And then the movie came out, and it was like, it was a good movie. I think it was a great movie. Yeah. But more than anything, it was a symbol. Yeah. It was a symbol that um, that heroes don't have to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, the black community had something to be excited about, yeah. be proud of. And it was special. It was very cool. Not to mention he was an incredibly talented actor. Yeah. He was just a really, really cool guy. And, and he passed. And I thought one of the coolest things was this year, Marvel changed uh, the entire intro to the like Black Panther mm-hmm. uh, from the standard Marvel intro to uh, one that's special for Chadwick, yeah. uh, Chadwick Bosman, and they've only done that for one other person, that's Stanley. Yeah. So I think that's very, very cool. And and I love it too that he. I mean, I, I remember seeing so many when he passed away. I remember seeing so many black kids and and like posts on Instagram and other social media sites of just little black kids holding up like like a Black Panther figurine, yeah. saying like like this gave my kid somebody who I can identify with. It's great. And say like he's a superhero. It's like I mean I can think of myself like. I don't identify with Chadwick Bossman as Black Panther because I'm not black. Why would I identify him? I identify with Iron Man because he's a philanthropist. I feel like I could one day be a millionaire philanthropist. You definitely couldn't. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But uh, so that's to say, it's like, you know, just the fact that he gave hope to millions of people across yeah. the world. Like, that's that's awesome. Um, I wanted to say uh, impeachment. That was a huge thing. They, they tried for years they, to get them. They tried. It they didn't failed. Work. It, I think twice in one year, right? Bro, it was. Was a it big twice old, in one year? I, I don't even remember. It was, twice. it was definitely once. It might have been twice. But I tell you, it was a big old nothing burger. Yep. And at the end of the day, listen, I'm all about impeachment. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the possibility. But it was George Washington, I believe. Mm-hmm that warned us against partisan fighting and the use of political tactics yep. for the use of like partisan means. Yep. And it, it, I feel like it in the United States, it was highlighted perfectly this year. You don't like somebody because they are part of a different party. So you use everything within your means uh, to fight against them. Yeah. And I just feel like, golly, man, I really wish, uh, I think a lot of people try to f- put stock 
and find value and purpose and meaning and the end result in politics. Yeah. It's just never going to be. You know why? It's filled with flawed, exactly. sinful human beings yep. who have bias and want what they want. And it just it's just never going to be what people want it to be. Yep. And the only thing that's going to really lead you to what you really want and have fulfillment and purpose and value is a relationship with Jesus. That's what I, that's what I've learned from politics this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think like you can talk a lot about politics this year and obviously it's an election cycle. So, um, you know, politics is a big thing, but, um, like you said, Jesus is kind of the main thing. Um, the last thing that I want to say is, uh, Elon Musk has been doing a lot of crazy space things oh yeah. we didn't talk about space at all we didn't. i know that we're running out of time yeah but what i want to say is uh spacex just had their like had their second crash i think of the year Ooh. um and it's a big thing but it teaches us what it looks like to uh triumph through failure and true. elon said hey we didn't fail we just learned how to make a better spacecraft it's true I just want to say I'm excited for 2021 and space travel. I think you Saturn, think you're going to Mars. Saturn and Jupiter are getting real close. I think it's like today is the day that they get the closest. They're going to align. They're going to align. Yeah. Um, and uh, shout out to DLP for teaching me that. Um, but uh, say all that to say, I'm ready to go to Mars. I'm ready to start a colony on the moon. I If we go to uh, the moon and I would be selected as a candidate, I would happen. go to the moon. It's not going to happen. I feel it'd be nice to just like start a new life. Like kind of they the old don't let wild people with West. beards like you go to the moon. Look, you, you have to be clean shaven. This people probably said fact. the same thing about California in like Listen, the 1800s. I tell you what you I'll can be, go. I'll be a prospector. I tell you what you can go. Do. Yeah. You could try to hunt down one of the monoliths in the desert somewhere. Hey, that's I could do that's it. Uh, not us going to space, but space maybe. I feel to like us. if I did that, I could probably press on it and then I get transported into yeah. heaven. I don't know. I think this might this comment might wrap up this entire episode perfectly. <laughs> I saw one of the most amazing memes yeah. the other day or videos on Instagram, and it was the monolith mm-hmm. in the desert. And it folded open and the flaps of it fell to the floor. And inside of it was Donald Trump doing that little <laughs> Donald Trump dance like that's this. Another, that's and, another moment and I was in history like, that will never. Listen, you brought together all the craziest things of this year in one. Oh if somehow goodness. the word Corona could have flowed out of it, it would have just it would summed have been up perfect. the year. It would have summed up the year. Yeah. That's, that's the year in review for me. Yep. That, that is the year in review for me. Yep. Oh my goodness. Well, let us know how your year went. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. You can uh, let us know on Instagram or Twitter. Follow us at Biblical Lenses on either one of those platforms or on Facebook at facebook.com slash biblical lenses. You can head to the website at biblicallenses.com. Check out the show notes and more episodes. We release a fresh podcast every single Wednesday. We'd love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave a little nice note there to uh, end, end the year in the right way. We will see you later. Soleimani is dead. He died like a dog. You never see anything like it. Come on, man!